we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey everyone, this is Michael Antonovich bringing you this episode of the Fly Racing Swap Moto Podcast on SwapMotoLive.com. For this one, I called up my friend Tom Drenette and discussed his role in Team Fried, the Team Fried movie, all of his travels around the world with Jason Anderson and on his own. Tom has been around for quite a while, even though a lot of people don't know it. He dates back to the Verb Moto days. Just a young kid out of New Jersey that kind of made his way into the moto scene by just being in the right place at the right time, and he explains that story. Tom's been all over. It's been cool to see the way that he's come along and all the ways he's kind of made his own mark in the industry. The big thing that he did was the Team Fried Lost Files movie that he put together during quarantine. So basically it's just a lot of clips that he's stacked up over these last few years and has had hidden on hard drives for quite a while, all put together in one nice, really well done, full-length video package. It's available for free on YouTube, so if you get some time after all these races are done or if you just got something going on, give it a watch. Thanks for listening, and check out more content on SwapMotoLive.com. All right, Tom, so hey, thanks for getting on the phone with me as we're all just kind of sitting around waiting. Um, Quarantine thing's been a big deal. Not a lot of new writing content for you to do. You and Jason still shot some stuff, but it's not the Rockstar videos that you've been doing, none of the Husky stuff at the track. It's just kind of whatever. So how have these last few weeks been for you? Yeah, so it's been definitely been a change of pace, I'm sure, for everybody. Um, but the, it's it's been all right. It's just been trying to keep yourself busy. Um, I normally, like, I, I love going during the week, keeping myself busy in between the races, going to the practice track and filming just to kind of stay, like, you know, uh, tuned up for the weekend, you know what I mean? Like, just stay stay a little warm and filming and stuff and like now i'm just like dude i'm so over going to the practice track i want to go back to the races and like you know see a bunch of people but other than that it's been it's been good um just trying to keep busy and uh and i had honestly i was really unprepared uh for the whole quarantine i um basically packed my bags for about two weeks to go to atlanta and daytona supercross and then um, I was and for Indy, and then I was gonna fly from Indy back home, and get what else I like, whatever I needed, and uh, just you know finish out the year. And I had nothing with me, so I was in Florida for uh, a couple weeks once we had to quarantine. Um, and I was like, dude, I, I I need to like I need to get a vehicle. I need to get like my camera gear, you know. So I went home, uh, flew home to New Jersey, um, and stayed there for like four hours. Packed my stuff had dinner with my parents and I told them, I was like, yeah, I, I, I got to hit the road because up there it, it was really bad. It was like, I, I was scared to stay just overnight and wake up the next morning and find out like, Oh, borders are closed or, you know what I mean? Just, just something like that because it was getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got all my camera stuff, head, headed back down. And then uh, I always had an idea of doing like a, like a moto video longer one i'm always doing like the edits instagram and i did a bunch of verb videos back in the day so like i was i'm used to doing that but i've never really sat down and done a project maybe longer than 20 25 minutes 
So um, decided to do this little movie, The Lost Files, that we put up on Team Fried. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of like a little passion project. And I definitely wouldn't have gotten that done if it wasn't for the whole virus. Yeah. So that's part two of the thing. The Team Fried Lost Files video is rad. I mean, from yeah. the time that things come out, I think I've watched it like two or three times because it's sick. And uh, I really want to talk about that because, Tom, I think you're like one of the only guys, you're one of the handful of dudes that's, that's at almost every single race. You know, there's, <laughs> there's very few of us, but I remember like first meeting you a few years ago to now. I don't think that I ever would have expected like Tom to be the guy. So I'm pumped for you to see how all of this has come around. So for people that don't know, like what's the backstory on Tom Jeanette? You know, yeah, I knew you grew up at English town in New Jersey and all that stuff. I always like seeing the photos of you and your dad at races as a little kid, like Unadilla and Binghamton and all that. So yeah. where, where did all this come from? Like, how did you guys get into moto? Um, so basically like my, uh, my parents, they're both uh, French. So they moved over here for, uh, my dad's job opportunities and uh, he grew up racing in France um, for quite a bit then stopped and then when he got back to the U when he got to the US um, I guess he, he he decided to you know get a dirt bike again I don't really know the full backstory to it but uh, yeah and then I was I was born and kind of just grew up into this uh, racing racing scene like I was about four or five years old and my dad was already ripping his kx250 at like the local tracks around and i had like my toy dirt, dirt bikes and everything so i was just basically just uh like your average moto kid growing up and then um started riding at uh five or six one of those ages and then just raced my whole life um went to school so i it was yeah i had like the most basic moto life i was going to school during the week and then during the weekends like it was nothing but going to the races with my with my dad and then the whole family would come as well sometimes but it was mostly like a, a father-son thing on the weekends your dad seems like a super fan because it's always cool to see the photos of you like in a fox t-shirt meeting ricky or the rockstar girls or whatever so were you guys yeah. always at the pro races like was he one of those dudes that gets excited when they would come to town oh oh yeah definitely like my dad loves loves racing he watches uh i mean dude he's got the he's got the gold passes for like everything moto gp mxgp supercross outdoors like he he loves it so um growing up we always went went to the races and then once i got a little older uh he started you know uh making the weekends even a little cooler we would get like the vip tickets um so I remember those as always being really cool. We'd have like the all day pit pass, just all that stuff was just, you know, a lot of fun growing up with him. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we'd make about, uh, I want to say three to four trips in the year. Cause on the East coast, there really wasn't that much going on other than outdoors. And then for supercross, uh, the only supercross we could go to, uh, was either Atlanta or Daytona. And we never went to Atlanta. We just, kept doing this daytona trip every year um and it was really fun we'd go uh we'd get to orlando one day we'd go to the amusement parks and then next day go to the race and then fly home and it was uh yeah it was awesome we did that for i don't even know how many years but i've got a lot of a uh, lot of good memories from those races okay you being a new jersey kid it's not like you grew up with a farm field in your front yard and a private practice track and all that so then how yeah. did you how did you get into filming and all of this stuff? Because you're still a young dude and it seems like right in high school, you were still like picking up a camera and getting everything started. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, I, I don't really, 
I don't really know. I kind of always had like a passion for filmmaking. I, I really feel like I was just born to do this thing because like, I don't know, as a kid, I always loved, for some reason, I always loved watching like home videos and all that stuff that my parents would film. I just always loved watching that stuff. And uh, when I was like really young and they filmed me, I always wanted to see the camera. Like when they were filming me, like they were never able to get like a good shot because I would always get distracted and like come up to the camera and like, oh, let me see, let me see. And like, let me try to film. So I guess it was just like, I don't know, something that I was probably just born to do. And um, and then I started racing like through my whole childhood into high school. And then once I got into high school, um, you know, I kind of got to the point where on the weekends I like I loved racing like I would never take those weekends back but then I got a little older and I saw my friends doing you know like hanging out on the weekends and stuff and I was like man I kind of you know I'd like to just go hang out with my friends on the weekends and just instead of just being at the dirt bike track for a change of pace you know and um so then the racing started kind of fading away but my passion for videos started growing a lot more because we had a really good um video class like a uh, production class at my high school so I started taking that and it kind of just you know right timing the racing started going away and then the filming and then I and I still had a passion for for dirt bikes and uh, and verb at the time was just like the biggest thing so I was always watching verb videos and and yeah just kind of came came its way around I guess I, I'm I'm not sure I guess like <laughs> right place at the right time i don't know no that that's i think that's how it all is for all of us what yeah do you remember what your first moto video that you shot was um yeah i think it was either it had to be it it had to be like a wednesday practice at english town or it was one of those things I, i remember like it was about 2013 like one of the first videos i put up on youtube um that i created on like on my own you know what i mean like like it wasn't like a school project it was all just on my own went to the track and stuff uh i went to loretta lens in 2013 with uh one of my good friends uh michael giovanello from uh new jersey he qualified i forget it was like a b class b or college boy whatever Went with him to uh, Loretta's because I really wanted to just go check that out. Like, growing up, I was like, oh, man, it's probably so sick going. Brought my camera and then uh, basically made an edit from behind the fence that weekend that I put up on YouTube. And here and there, I'll go watch it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely definitely changed uh, from then. Okay. How, uh, how does the Verb thing come into this? Verb was the poster child. I mean, that was the brand for a lot of kids, especially that era when videos were like first popping off. So how did you find your way into that whole click? Well, I, I guess like, like I said before, like right place at the right time, um, they showed up to, uh, at K rock side, English town in New Jersey at my local track, um, in 2014. And that was like our biggest race of the year, Kawasaki race of champions. And, uh, they were there doing their, um, uh, I forget good times and dirt bikes tour. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And uh, their filmer, the week before, they I guess they went they went skating or something, and he, he I'm pretty sure he broke his ankle, something like that. So they were out, like they didn't have a filmer for the weekend, so they hired somebody that they knew from New York, and me being like the little kid, just kind of like hungry to to go work or whatever. I just walked up to to the Verb Motorhome and I was like, hey, like you guys you guys need any videos from the weekend and like. 
it's crazy looking back on that because once I started working with Verb, like we got those so many times and, you know, it's not that we don't want to be mean or anything, but it's like, you know, normally we, we've got everybody that we need to get the job done. So it's like, no, not really. But that weekend, it was just like, oh, what? you know, this kid's asking us, hey, do we need anything? Let's, let's take the shot. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. And once I got the green light, basically, which was Eric Shirk at the time, he was working at Verb. Uh, he gave me the green light. I, I went home that night and uh, just yeah, put that edit together. Next morning, it was probably like nine or 10 in the morning. I texted uh, Shirk and I was like, hey, man, like video's done. Like, what email can I send it to? And and I remember him telling me later on, like, he was like, dude, there's no way this kid got it done like this quick or whatever. And then they saw it and they liked it. Wes liked it. And um, they were so they were doing their tour during that time of the year. And the following weekend, they had their Verb Classic at MX207 up in Maine. So um, after doing the K-Rock video, they really liked it. Wes was like, hey, man, like, you know, I love it. Like, uh, we've actually got a race uh, this weekend up in Maine if you want to come help. Um, you know, obviously, they didn't really have any budget to pay me. But they were like, you know, we'll, we'll cover your gas expenses or hotel expenses, whatever. And I was still too young to even drive myself up there. So I had to tell my parents, like, hey, this is, like, this is huge. Like, we, we've got to go up there. Like, I, I've got to just give this a shot. You know what I mean? So we go up there. And before that, I was working a little sandwich shop. So I told my uh, boss at the sandwich shop, I was like, hey, like, this is a big deal for me right now this weekend. I don't think I can work. I have to go up to Maine and, and do this video, uh, like, video shoot at a dirt bike track and I told them it was just it was like really big deal for me and they basically told me they're like all right well it's up to you either you you go and, and film or you stay at the you stay and work for us this weekend but once you go film don't come back because you don't you won't have a job here and i was like see ya later and then my parents uh packed up uh the bags and we went up there so they had a good hiking trip and then i was filming with uh with the whole verb crew that weekend which was which was awesome i was pretty starstruck and like a little a little nervous because i the whole time i was like dude there's no way like any of my footage is going to be good enough like any of that but it worked out pretty well okay when uh when was the first time you really started traveling because i think it was like what 15 or 16 that you first came to california right yeah 16 so so i was still in high school in four, 2014 i was a junior in high school or no, I just became a senior at the time. So I was graduating the uh, uh, June 2015, and I had a couple gigs with Verb. I did Minios, and then that following summer, I did Loretta's. So I, I started getting more and more gigs, like, slowly. And then once I got out of high school, I was like, oh, like, I'm all in. I'm not going to go to college. Like, I've got this plan set up right now. It's pretty good. And uh, it was a little slow at first, so I was kind of regretting my decision. But then... Um, but then I like I invested into a new camera, got that, and then I was just all in with Verb and uh, started traveling with them. End of 2015, uh, went with Cherokee up to California, filmed just all these people. Like that was that I remember that year was crazy. I was so starstruck. I, I, I'm pretty sure the first person that I filmed that year was um, Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, and Cole Seeley. They had a Supercross track at Milestone, and uh, I remember doing a verb video for like with them and I was just like, dude, this is like, this is the sickest like shit I've ever filmed before. And, uh, yeah, that was cool. That whole summer I met Jason. I, I met a bunch of people. It was definitely like 
life changing. Mm-hmm. I remember when you first started coming around because Verb was like really, really big. That was like big before the end. And yeah. uh, I remember somebody was like, yeah, this French kid is out here shooting video. And I'm like, what? Like who? <laughs> and I had no idea who you were. And then I started seeing your videos like, dude, this kid's pretty damn good. You know, and so it was cool. But you and I really never got the chance to talk. The first time that I remember really getting to meet you was when we went to Italy in 2016. So, yeah. um, The cool thing for you is is how young you are that you were automatically, like, right into the fire of it all right away. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely got – like I said, like, it's just just a trip because I feel like I got really lucky with my opportunities. I definitely took a lot of advantage of some of my opportunities – but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, um, you know, luckily I've got like my mom's, uh, traits, like personality traits. I feel like she's very talkative and friendly. So that's how I am usually. And, um, I don't try to create too many enemies. I, I usually try and be extremely friendly with most people that I meet. So I guess, it, I guess it goes a long way and, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Okay. That 2016 motocross of nations, we did this big trip with Alpine stars and we went all around Italy so shout out to our buddy Reed on that one. Yeah, um, yeah that was awesome. Um, but on that note, was that the first donations that you ever got to shoot outside of the United States? Like you had went to Bud's Creek earlier, but was that the first time you'd ever gotten to go over to Europe and shoot? Oh yeah, that was like, like honestly, I don't even count Bud's Creek donations 07 just because I was so young. Like I kind of remember it, but I, I, you know, I wasn't really, I was still a kid. Like I didn't really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like Majora was like the first, first like ever time really going uh, to like a big European race. I've been to a couple races when I would go see family uh, in France during the summer. I had one friend that would race the uh, 125 uh, French Championship, so I went to one of those races and saw a couple couple of those kids that uh like are racing now today that are ripping so that was cool i didn't really know of them then but yeah majora was the first time and that was dude i honestly still think to this day that probably was the best nations so far that i've been to yeah i uh 100 agree with that like that was the most fun week even with jason and all the stuff that happened with that that was an awesome yeah that was yeah. by far like one of the last really good events because 17 was erne and i didn't get to go to that one was it yeah yeah or say but i i agree like uh honestly uh it it was so good the racing was good i mean even with what happened even with what happened with jason it just created so much drama in that last mode it was crazy i remember the night before the races i think it was qualifying night we went over to the like lot b area yeah where that carnival was yeah, yeah, and that was crazy. I remember, like, I was tripping about, like, how the cops were, like, they basically looked like an army, but they were just put off to the side, and they were just chilling, waiting, like, if anything crazy were going to happen, then they would come out. But, I mean, it was, like, full-on rager out there, and they were like, yep, yeah, yeah, get it, it going. <laughs> yeah. Has it been weird? Like, I've been around you a ton. Like, we've been all over the country and all over the world together, you know, Netherlands last year and all that stuff. Has it been weird when you're walking through places and then people recognize you and then stop and freak out? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy, dude. Like, I don't know. It, it it's 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 crazy. Like, just just last year, I think last year especially for donations, um, just that whole movement was was crazy. The whole just Team USA, 
Team Fried USA. That's what like I kept hearing. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like Jason and I, but it was just whoever was like looked American. Everybody was just yelling Team Fried at that race, and um, yeah, it was crazy. That was just insane. And okay. seeing like the the European fans, like that's what's cool too. Is like I uh, I feel like um, like I feel like I know so many people in the U.S. because I go to all these amateur races and pro races, and I and I talk to so many people. Like I know a lot of I, I know like I feel like I know almost everybody, you know. And uh, when I go to the races in Australia, New Zealand, Paris, like everywhere else. And I and I see like Team Fried fans and stuff. I'm like, I just trip on it. I'm like, dude, that's that's insane that um, we're putting out these videos and and there's people all over the world like watching it. I think that's the funniest thing too, because a couple months ago you and I were talking, and somebody said like, yeah, if you had like X amount of money, what would you do? And you said you would buy back Verb and restart it. And I was like, well, Tom, you're already Verb. Like you are Verb personified, <laughs> because you're the only dude that I know that can just perfectly like has a a full understanding of what's going on in the amateur scene. You know, everything that's going on in pro racing, you know, everybody around the world, like you have it dialed in. I'm like, yeah, that Tom is verb. Tom is just verb walking around in a sun hat. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, like if I were to want like win like millions of dollars, yeah, I would buy brand new cameras for this giant video crew that would just take over. I don't know. Like, I feel like we need more, like, I really like the way in skateboarding they, like, Thrasher, they just have this outlet where Thrasher puts out everybody's videos, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like Fox has a cool video, so Fox is going to put it on their YouTube page, and then Scott comes out with a video they put on their page. Like, let's just put all these videos on one outlet that's all cool, produced by badass people, and, and, and it's a win-win, I feel like, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's one place to go see where everybody's content is in the sport. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what Verb was. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't too much branding like videos, but like it was kind of the same concept though. You know, mm -hmm. there's all these filmers, all the like it was just it was awesome. Okay. I'd love to yeah. do that again. You're doing it. You you got it all dialed in. Don't worry. Um, with everything that's been going on, you know, with work and all that stuff that you've had what are you surprised at how easily it's come to you because i don't ever really see you stressing about like trying to chase another job you always have something pretty solid lined up yeah like right now it hasn't been too crazy um like i i've been stressing a little bit just like when are we going to go back racing but honestly just me being around um like jason like me when i was in florida i had a lot of good opportunities because there wasn't too many people out there to to do anything like I'm not a photographer, but sometimes like I'll, I'll just take like a little photo job, but I, I don't really want to, you know, try and step in that place and, and take those people's jobs. Cause uh, cause I have a lot of respect for all the photographers, but like, you know, just me being like in Florida when I was with Jason and, and there's everybody else there, there's Cooper, there's Dean, everybody's there. So that was like a pretty good situation to be in when people needed something. And even out here as well, um, you know, because I do a lot of stuff for, well, I do like almost every video for, for Bell now. And uh, like, that's just been keeping me pretty busy as well. The Bell thing has been good too. I mean, you have Cooper series and that's been cool. I remember when we were in Australia and you were kind of conceptualizing that whole idea. Mm -hmm. So to see it come about has been rad. How has that been for you? Because that's been a really cool thing to see, you know, behind the scenes of what this defending champion guy is doing. 
it's been really cool but it's been uh honestly a, a, a little overwhelming just because i feel like um i basically feel like i'm doing my team fried job being around jason but with cooper and having to polish it a lot more you know what i mean mm-hmm so luckily the rigs are pretty close to each other so it's not i don't have to run around like crazy trying to get my clips of both both riders and on top of that i'm filming the entire husqvarna team it's not just the jason show like i have to film everybody so um that was just a little overwhelming but um it all in all it, it was awesome because cooper was probably one of my first friends that i that i made when i got into this into this gig um and it's it's been pretty cool, and it's it's cool to just actually because I've never done a full Supercross series, and it sucks that I'm not able to do the full one right now. But it's been really uh, cool to uh, just see everything the whole way, and it gives you a lot more respect for all these riders that do these races every single weekend. Because me, just as a filmer, let me tell you, after Daytona, I was bummed that Supercross was suspended. But I was like, man, I definitely am going to enjoy this weekend off. Mm-hmm. It's been like forever spring break now, like two months. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, okay, I'm I'm ready we, to get back to it. Yeah. Hey, you being a guy that's just so, like, you're into the emotion of the sport. You're a super fan. You have a lot mm-hmm. of respect for the guys that did this before us. You're a lot like me in that, in that regard. How cool is it for you to see Jason's Team Fried, like your clips and a Team Fried video be used for Jason's opening ceremonies in Supercross? Oh, that's, that's insane. Like, I don't know, just like all these goals that I've set myself. I remember like back when I was in high school, even younger, um, you know, my goals were like, you know, I, I would, I want to work one day and do a video for Red Bull, Monster, Rockstar, all these brands. I want to have my video up on the big screen at Supercross and all that. And to see that happen, it's like, it's crazy. And, uh, and I know Feld was really pumped on the, on us giving them, um, a bunch of footage to work with and hopefully we can make him make him even better next year mm-hmm. hey let's take a quick commercial break when we come back we'll talk all about the team fried boss files movie and go on from there so give these commercials a listen we'll come right back what's up this is justin barsha of the monster energy yamaha team and i trust the rye helmet i know that every helmet is handcrafted in japan and that the people who work at Arai are obsessed with building the best helmet they could possibly can Staying safe is a priority for me, and this is why I choose Arai Helmets. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer, and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. so. Yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. 
Hey, what's up guys, Malcolm Stewart. Worst Connection has been building a best aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome ProLaunch start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Motoconcept Honda. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. All right, thanks for setting through the commercials. We're back with part two of Tom Drenette's interview about the Team Fried and, you know, basically his whole career arc. Tom, this video has been huge. Um, this thing is badass. 45 minutes, completely free on YouTube. The way that you did this is totally modern and of the times, perfectly placed too, as we're, you know, deep in the heart of no racing right now. Um, how many gigabytes of footage did you have? Like, how many hard drives did you go through to find all that? Oh, so I had to, like I said before, I had I drove to New Jersey to get all my gear because I had nothing in Florida. So uh, I packed a Pelican pre- pretty much full of hard drives. I-, I would say about 20 to 25. And they're sitting in Florida right now. I only have like a couple with me. And I want to say I didn't use, like I-, I legitimately went through almost every single hard drive i'm pretty sure i went through every hard drive it was driving me nuts and i was sorting through files i want to say i've got about like three to four terabytes of footage and for people that don't know like terabytes are that's like four thousand gigabytes yeah yeah it's a lot and that's a A lot lot of of, and that's a lot of days of filming that's not just like one day that's (laughs) years years yeah years um but i'm pumped i got a new hard drive that i worked off of and it was uh it was nice and i made sure because i normally work only off my laptop because i'm always on the go Mm -hmm. but i made sure uh for this that i had my desktop dual monitor set up like i was i was set it was nice how long did it take you to index all that stuff and figure out like what clips you want to use? Because even just doing like a five minute video, that's a big time consuming process to set through and yeah. watch everything. Well, the editing wasn't the thing that took the longest. I think, I think just the, the logging and transferring all the clips and organizing everything was, was what took the longest. And, um, that took at least a good, a good two weeks, honestly. Really? Luckily I kind of knew cause I have most of my, drives labeled um i kind of knew where everything was and it was also a lot of the videos that i did were projects that i did around those riders so it was kind of easy to sort through that footage you know like i had a just random day that i went to uh this private track in florida with nick romano back in 2016 something like that and i just took all those files just placed in my romano folder and then then i got to it and i also took quite some time to figure out like the music that I want to use and what order everything was going to go. And then uh, once I had kind of like that whole vision in mind, I just went at it. Okay. With, uh, with the music, I always see this thing like, and you see it too, all these complaints about, you know, why do we use rap and music and, and videos and all this stuff? And everybody still wants like that old nineties, like punk rock thing for you. 
why do you use wrap? And I kind of think I know what your answer is, and I'll give you my explanation when it gets over, but why is it always something modern? Well, um, to begin with, it's kind of just what I grew up on, honestly. Like, I just have, like, I listen to all kinds of music, and I always do, just because with videos, you you have to kind of be cultured with just all these different types of genres of music. But for me, I'm especially kind of like a hip-hop head. So that's why I want to use uh, a lot of rap music. And on top of that, like, that's from the get-go, that's what's worked for me. Like, I, I feel like, all, all my inst- on, on my Instagram, my, my original Instagram, I had one that had up to like 30,000 followers and everything I was posting on there were the original 15 second Instagram clips and it all had just the newest or unreleased rap music. And that was what really I felt like blew up my name, you know. So that's why I kind of want to stick to rap music. And, and that's just that's just what I like. I feel like it flows good. I don't I'm not really into the lyrics. I'm more into just like the flow of the beat, just the rhythm, how everything just just moves, and uh, and like I just love the way you can just cut to the beat on on rap music. I, I think it just looks so good, and and with different people's writing styles, it just to me, I personally think it looks good. Um, but I also added a bunch of other music. I love indie, punk, just everything. I, I but I I personally think uh, the rap just looks really good. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I think the same thing. I, it's just of the times. It's what everybody's listening to right now. It's what punk rock was in the 90s. You know what I mean? And yeah. the other thing is, too, they're into moto. Like a lot of hip hop thing is into moto. Meek oh, has a yeah. Can-Am deal. Meek Mill's trying to get a Yamaha deal or, or whatever he can get anytime. He, like, there's a lot of that stuff that goes on. Yeah. But the other thing is, too, you guys can actually get the rights to those music every now and then. And that's really yeah. hard it's a lot harder with these big labels that have all these punk bands. And the thing is, it's oh, just like, yeah. it's a sign of the times now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got like, I'm not going to get fully into it, but you've got rappers like Travis Scott who create their own labels. It's a lot easier to use some of that music and not really, cause I'm not profiting. But the one thing on YouTube though, we're getting these views, but we're not making any money off of it. All the money, like all the ads that are getting ran on these videos are going straight to the labels that own uh, the songs. Really? So they're okay. still making money off of it. Um, but it's just, it's a lot easier. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to use a, a Travis Scott song than having to use like an old Beatles song or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just different. Um, and that too, that's that's also, I, I forgot to mention that, but yeah, the whole, like the, the rap culture right now is huge in Tomoto and I feel like we should take full advantage of it because um, that's going to bring a lot of attention to, to, to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm in full agreement with that. I've been working on yeah. a lot of little projects to help kind of like guide that along. So I'm, yeah. anything that I get put together, you'll be one of those guys that I give a call to, to help out. Um, but with that, the music that you use for the movie was excellent. You know, everybody had their own part. Dean's part was sick. Jason's part, 10 Crack Commandments. 10 Crack Commandments by Biggie was badass. Uh, Then you did (laughs) Zach's part, you know, and that was a very full Zach mode. So the music that you picked was very appropriate for every dude. So that was a good good note on that. Like you said, you edited to every beat. All that stuff is sick. Um, I liked that you had amateur kids in there too. That was a very good thing to show like hey it's not just pro guys all the time you had to inter- introduce yeah. the next generation in there too <coughs> definitely definitely all right um so with all of this stuff going on is there one part that you think like sticks out the most that you're most proud of in that movie 
I, I, I will. I feel like my favorite. I will say is Nick Romanos, um, just because he's an East Coast kid. So you kind of grew up like by me. He grew up racing like the same tracks and stuff. And uh, that's probably some of the oldest footage that I have as well. Um, in that movie is of Nick. Um, so it's cool. I also really like his part just because. Um, so I use Joey Badass. He's from New York. Nick's from New York. Um, and like, just like at the end of him hugging his dad and stuff, seeing that emotion, I just really like that. I wish I had a little bit more lifestyle that I put into uh, the movie, but I, I was just kind of trying to make reach the deadline because uh, we kind of gave ourselves like a three week deadline. Like at the beginning of uh, April, Jason was like, "Hey, we should make a movie," and and I was like, "Dude, yeah, I'm, I I I think we should do that." And then he was like, "Why don't we do it on April 20th?" And I was like yeah like that i don't know maybe and then next you know i thought about it and i threw something up on instagram before he even said anything and i was like let's do it (laughs) but uh uh, yeah nick's nick's part i really like um i I like all of them i I really do i had a really good time filming um jet as well i will say dude that family is awesome i love going to bakersfield every single time i go there i I never want to leave mm-hmm the thing about the Romano part that stuck out to me was how it was basically a time capsule of that kid. You know, you see mm-hmm. him in JT gear and he's a little guy, you know, and just kind yep. of coming up and getting sorted out. And then now you see him and he's the dude, you know, just coming off of a very good Loretta's performance. So it was cool to see him go from being, you know, just this local kid that's trying to get it figured out to now being one of the top prospects in amateur racing. And yeah, for you to show that whole like process of him, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's, that's, that's true. I also didn't like. I have a couple clips, I think, of him on the big bike now, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw any of that stuff of Jet or or Nick being on the the big bikes now. I just wanted to keep it to the minis, and then maybe a couple years down the road, I'll be able to throw together some footage that I have of them in the two hundred and fifty B and A classes in the next years. Mm-hmm. The Cooper stuff that you did, um, that you used so much Yamaha footage, I thought was was smart just because everybody just wants to forget about that era. But Cooper was, Mm -hmm. dude, he was good. It showed how well he rode that bike, all those trips at Castillo, all those motos up there from your Evergood project. It was a really good showing of like, hey, you can't forget what led Cooper to where he is right now. Two tough years, but he was still doing what he had to do back then. Yeah, definitely. I'm so bummed um, for that project. There was one hard drive that I really needed, and it was – the summer of 2016 of him on the star bike when all those guys went to South of the border and uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I have footage of him, dude. I was so, I, I, I honestly, it's gotta be, it's, it's, it's probably in New Jersey. It has to be in New Jersey. And I had footage of him doing like this turn track, one handed bar dragging, just all this stuff. It was sick. So sick. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. I've always had such a good time filming uh, with Cooper. He's been always one of my, uh, closest friends mm-hmm. with Jason. Jason's footage is probably the most global. Yeah, it's, there's Australia stuff in there, New Zealand, Paris, you and Jason have gotten to go everywhere. So for that, how was it to put that piece together and see like, Oh yeah, I've been here and I've been here and I've been here. Yeah. It's, it was, a uh, it, that was the hardest part to like put together. That's why I had to, I, it had to come down to making a supercross part and then a motocross part because I just had way too much footage of him. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. I, I honestly even, I forgot that I've 
went to Australia three years in a row. I thought it was only two years. And then I was looking through the hard drives and I was like, I was like, holy shit, I've been there since like 2017. Mm-hmm. So just all that is crazy. And uh, yeah, it, I think it's so good going to those uh, countries as well. Um, the people are awesome. They never get to see that kind of racing. And um, and you build such a huge uh, audience from, from going there. Mm-hmm. Like we have so many Australian supporters. It's insane. The, uh, the big thing with Jason too, I thought that was – really really cool was showing him dean and pierce riding ramps with tom parsons i was like whoa you never see that stuff in this day and age yeah that was like a that was honestly footage that i just had held on for a while and uh i never really knew when to post that just because you know it's a little iffy you can't just throw that up on instagram because i'm sure they would have their teams calling them the like second that it happens and like whoa what are you guys doing yeah and i just thought it, it was going to be perfect to just use it for for like that little montage mm-hmm. um, but it was awesome dude that dude uh derek beckering that we were riding with as well like mm-hmm. tom p and him are so talented is it is insane honestly and that place is like the real life version of like a video game compound it's it's sick mm-hmm. and beckering is gnarly that dude gnarly, is dude. gnarly so gnarly there's clips i'd even put in there there was this one clip of him doing a wheelie uh like over like the two uh, mounds of dirt that they land on mm-hmm. but um like he had to like it was basically like a step on and he did a step on with by like while he was doing a wheelie and it, dude, it was so gnarly um dean's part was cool because that really showed you how it was all husky stuff and we know that dean's been husky yamaha back and forth all that but it showed how many gear companies and how much Dean has gone through these last few years, but just how stylish he was. Like it got over with and I was like, God, I just wish Dean would win one main event. Like if Dean could win one race, I would just be so pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like that part. Uh, the roof is the soul kind of his vibe. Like Jason listens to that music too, but I felt like that wasn't gonna, I, I, I felt like that kind of music was really fitting for, uh, for Dean. And, uh, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like how long I filmed him because, before all this, like when I was just like your your weekend warrior racer, C class guy, my favorite rider was Dean, like by far. I was a huge Dean Wilson fan. Like when he was on the Pro Circuit bike, I got the uh, Alpine Star neck brace just because Dean was wearing it. I was like, dude, I have to look like Dean Wilson out there. Mm-hmm. So just being around him all these years, it's it, it's crazy. It really is. His uh, his first pro magazine cover. He did it. He did the Trans World Slam in 2009, and he won. And so, like, the reward for that, like, winning was you got on the cover. Yeah. So he won, and he gave his goggles to this kid as we were doing this interview with him. And Don's like, hey, dude, do you not have any more goggles? Like, we need to shoot this. And he's like, oh, I don't. And Don's like, do you have anything? And he's like, no. And nobody had Scott goggles but me. So Dean borrowed my Scott goggles, put them on, did the photo shoot, and then took them back off and gave them to me. So I have, like... It's cool in that same thing. I've had this like cool relationship with Dean. I've always thought that he's a great rider. He has great style. He's a fun dude to be around. So the same thing as you. Like he's that guy that I was always pulling for before I got into the media side of things. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome, and uh, he's always like the guy I can go to um, on the Husky team if I ever need anything. Like if I had to do like a little promo video, hey Dean, can you please help, like just help me out real quick? And then I'm like, hey, I'll I'll make you like an Instagram edit later on or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start wrapping this thing up. It's funny that you put that video out when you did, because like two weeks before that, 
I had been watching the top, the Fox Racing Terra Firma videos that they've been posting online. And yeah. I was like, man, if they ever did another Terra Firma, like a modern day one, Tom is the guy that I would want to film it. Like I would want it to be you and Wes to do it. And then you just did it on your own with all this old footage. I was like, God, that thing was so sick. Yeah. So uh, for you, like how tedious was it to put together a 45-minute video? I mean, there is definitely times uh, I, I like to work when I'm like when I'm doing an edit. I really want to just get it done. I don't want to go to sleep and have to work on it the next day. But uh, I, I had to just kind of uh, suck it up and, and deal with it. Just getting through this whole project, it was uh, it was time consuming, and there's times I it was just needed. I had to go outside. I was just stuck staring at a screen the whole time it was driving me insane but it was worth it in the end i I really feel like it was and um i'm happy that people are are are, are seeing it right now we we did kind of an all right job promoting it not the craziest but um we just want to like our true our true supporters to see it see who's actually following us and then hopefully down the road this thing can be uh pretty big Mm -hmm. hopefully a couple years from now you see this video with like a couple hundred thousand views all right, what uh of all the videos that you've done, what's your favorite video of any of them? Oh man, out of like the movie or just in general? In general, like your whole filming career. Oh man, uh, I don't know. That's tough. That's really tough. I, I think I I really enjoyed um, last year the nations leading up to Aston. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed having like all eyes on us and like every single day. Um, Cause I've been doing this for so for, for quite some time now you it's a little harder some days when you get back from filming to have the motivation to like, all right, let me sit down import everything, put this all together for a couple hours and then just put it up tonight and then go to sleep. And uh, during that trip, every single day we got back, I was like, you guys go get dinner. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll figure something out. Like I want to get this done right now and have this up tonight. And it was so rewarding every, every day waking up and seeing all those views and comments and and the support from people. It was, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing uh, I think you've ever done was the world's fair video just because of all the travel to that. And then the, the, my favorite shot that you've ever done is, is in the Metro where the guys playing the accordion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And using that audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I've watched that video. A lot of your stuff that you do, if I know we're going to a race and I'm like, uh, I kind of need to get into like the mindset of what we're going to go do, I'll put on something that you've done. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get excited because you and I oh, spend yeah. so much time together at these races. And that was the coolest thing about the Team Fried movie was for a lot of that stuff, I've, I'm probably five feet away from you in a lot of those shots like Majora, yeah. Australia, France, all of that stuff. You and I are pretty close. And so it was cool for me in my personal opinion to relive a lot of those moments that i've forgotten about oh definitely we, we're always on the go so much you really do fit, like forget some of the times that, that that places that we get to go to that whole trip in italy was awesome like going to venice the i was too young i didn't have a, a license to uh do the motorcycle ride so i had to follow you guys in a sprinter but and you got car sick <laughs> yeah i took advantage of that and took like a three hour nap that day <laughs> Uh, well, hey, buddy. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, thanks for getting on the phone. I had a good time yeah, talking no to you. Yeah, I'm glad too. everything's been going good. Um, thanks, dude. Is there another project that we can expect? Like, should we be on the lookout for something else? 
Um, I'm not too sure yet. Well, I just got this VHS camera that I got got to work um, that Zach got from his neighbor's garage sale last summer mm-hmm. for 50 bucks. Picked it up. I gave him an extra 10 so $60, got a brand new battery and tape. So I've got about $70 put into this camera. And the thing is badass. And I've been wanting to – I want to just get back to the races. And I, I really want to do uh, an outdoors video with just that camera. I think that would be so sick. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's going to be really tough, especially with uh, client work and stuff. I don't think they want the tape stuff. I'm pretty sure they want the high-quality, uh, good-looking stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, one last question, and it's the most important question. Uh, because if kids have listened this far into this thing, what advice do you have some guy that's an up-and-coming filmer? I get questions all the time of what I what people can do to get into the media thing. I tell them what I can. What's your advice for somebody that wants to be the next Tom Drenette? Well, I feel like uh, you've always got to just take advantage of every opportunity you can get. Uh, being social definitely helps. Um and just kind of finding your own style. I, I, the, the one thing is I'm always asked like, Hey, what lens and camera are you using? And, and this and that, and don't get me wrong. The equipment's really good, but you, you have to find, you, you've got to stick out from the crowd. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's, totally. That's the one thing you've got to, you've got to stick out and, and, and get everyone's attention. Um, but for me, the, the way that I got here, I worked every day when I was studying this and in, in school and on my own. I was going home and looking up at more tutorials. I mean, you can legitimately, if, if I want to become a chef tomorrow, I could study on Google and YouTube for quite some time. And I'm sure I would learn a lot of things. So the power of the Internet is definitely very useful Um to also learning um, kind of the craft of things if you can if you can't get the one-on-one um, help. Cool. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for getting on the phone with me. I hope to see you soon. Can't wait for the next video, and uh, we'll catch up soon. All right. Sounds good, Anton. It was good talking to you. All right. Thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.